This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And welcome to this uh, Friday afternoon. It is our Ready Radio, which we do each Friday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Appreciate each one of you joining us. And today, because of John from Cheyenne's suggestion, which I don't think John's listening because he was headed out to do some things with his family. But if any of you are, please call in and help out because I think this, this should be a fun topic. I shouldn't say fun. It will be a fun topic. Shouldn't, shouldn't say should. And we're going to talk about camping and outdoor living hacks. In other words, tricks, tricks of the trade, things that maybe you do that nobody else knows. I've got uh, numerous things on a list that I you know, kind of went out and just in my own uh, you know, experiences, put some things down, and then also went out and just looked at different things that are out there. Now, I will also say this. There are a lot of items on the market today you can buy that we used to have to, you know, sort of, if you would, build or, you know, improvise and do on our own. So there's a lot more things available today than there ever has been. And how does this apply to being ready? Well, if something were to happen, as we talk about here on this program quite often, and you find yourself having to, you know, exit stage left, in other words, you no longer to stay in your home, or even if you can stay in your home, but maybe it's not fit to live in, so maybe you can stay on your property, but something's happened to the structure and you now find yourself living outside. And again, I'm talking, you know, worst case scenario, but that's what we do on this program is talk about things if they get super, super bad or just the general things that you need to be prepared for, even if it's just, you know, a natural disaster, tornado, flood, uh, snow, you know, blizzards, things along those lines. But we really want to cover every aspect and make sure that people are prepared, that you're ready. I always say this. We want to make sure that you're ready for the what-ifs of life, whatever that might be. So I've got a list of things today. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, our number to dial in, 303-477-5600. Give me your favorite outdoor living or camping hack. And you can also text us that as well. Some of you that are working that might be not might not be able to jump onto the phone Go ahead and send me a text message, and I'll mention it that way as well. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Want to thank all of our sponsors, of course. Appreciate it very, very much, each and every one of them that make this happen, from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, Novus Roof Max, Stack Optical. Uh, I can go down the list of all the individuals that make this show happen, and we really appreciate it. All of them, all of them are listed on our website, Ready hyphen radio.com ready hyphen radio.com don't forget about the elbert county self-reliance expo that's coming up august 13th so three weeks from tomorrow it'll be nine to five out of the elbert county fairgrounds there's no registration needed they are taking donations it will go to help the elbert county emergency fund that is run by the sheriff's department there so again if you're out and about on that day or you even want to plan ahead, there'll be a bunch of great seminars. And I've not talked to Annette this past week to know if they have any other openings for, you know, vendors, people that want to either share their experiences or sell some wares, whatever the case may be. I have not talked to her, but if you send me a message, just go to the website, ready-radio.com. I'll get that to her and we can figure out exactly what they, you know, do or don't need. So let's get into it. I've got... Several things, and it's interesting. When I was looking for 
even some other suggestions beyond what I know, there were all sorts of glamping, I guess I would call it, suggestions. And that's not what I was looking for. Because if everything hits the fan, glamping won't be happening. And if you guys don't know what the term glamping is, it's glamorous camping. So not really roughing it like most of us probably grew up in the camping world with, but, you know, glamping as in fancy things and, you know, RVs and all that sort of stuff, which, you know, by the way, if you have an RV and you've got the ability to put that behind you and go someplace in the midst of an emergency, then so be it. My gut feeling is depending upon the type of emergency we may or may not have, that may not happen. The camper may be left at home. You, some of you even store the camper in a, there's something else to think about, which I've never really, uh, we've never really crossed over this bridge on this program. What if your RV is in a storage unit along with hundreds of other RVs? What do you think your chances of getting that RV out in the midst of a natural disaster or some sort of a, you know, worldwide disaster, nuclear war, EMP strike, things like that? Do you really think you're going to be getting your RV out of storage and then heading off to the hills with it? Probably not. First of all, you'll have to figure out how to get there. Second of all, get in. Not that that's impossible, but then fighting with everybody else that may very well be there already hooking up to your camper before you even arrive. Point being, if you don't have the ability to store your RV on your own site... Chances of you being able to get to it, unless it's just a few blocks away from where you live, if you're having to drive around town to get to the storage place to then retrieve said trailer, RV trailer, whatever it happens to be, I'm guessing that's probably not going to happen. So I wouldn't be banking on that if that if it were me. So when you talk about bug out, you know, bags, or as we talked about with Joe a few weeks ago, boxes, bug out boxes, totes, whatever. Be thinking that you may have your car only, and that's what you're going to be in, and even that might be iffy. That's one of those things where somebody asked me this past week, would I do more research on what cars will run with an EMP strike? And I know, please, there's a lot of you out there listening. I get all sorts of articles on this. I've read all sorts of different things on EMPs, including some of the devices that, quote-unquote, you know, claim to protect your vehicle. I don't know if they do or not. And even some of the testing that's been done hasn't been done for 10 plus years now. Things have evolved. Electronics have evolved. Most everything today has some sort of a chip or module in it. How will those items be affected? Folks, I don't know. I'm not sure anybody does. If they're not protected, it's tough to say. Now, if you can somehow protect those items, yeah, they'll probably be all right, and you could use it, and off you go. Older vehicles that have, you know, non-computerized engine control, you know, carburetors, for example, distributors, and so on, those will most likely be okay. An old car with points will for sure be okay. Everything else, I don't know. It's a gamble. It really is. So I'm, I'm not really positive as to how all that's going to pan out but i'll give you a few ideas on some things and again if you've got some things you'd like to share 
please give us a call, 303-477-5600, and or give us a text message, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. And I'll try to get my text messages up here, as I know some of you are texting in as we speak, and I'll it's may wait until I have to get to the break to do that. So keep texting, though. I'll share these as I can. So please uh, just, again, keep communicating, and I'll get to them as I can. All right. A few suggestions. And some of these are sort of an ongoing suggestion where maybe you just sort of keep packing some of these things away. Again, looking at expiration dates and things like that to where you make sure things are fresh. But one thing that's great when you're out either camping or if you've got to be on the run because everybody's going to want to eat and you want to make things as tasty as you possibly can. But that would be saving the small condiment packs at fast food places, restaurants, whatever. Ketchup, mustard, even the packed packaged mayonnaise. There also is, believe it or not, some calories in some of those that would also serve us as food if needed. We've I can't remember Charlie, there was a there was a story a while back where somebody survived in and Taco Bell ran with this as even an ad for a while, but somebody survived in a car for a while eating nothing but the hot sauce that came in the Taco Bell packs. There was enough nutrition in that to kind of get this person by for a few days. And I'm always reminded of the of the nutrition side. Some of you that have listened to me for a while know that I like the show alone. There's a new season on Netflix. I think it's eight, if I'm not mistaken, season eight. I've not watched all the seasons. I've only watched two or three of them. But it amazes me, number one, Yes, the fatter you are, the longer you can go without food. Your body will use the stored fat that you have put on. The particular season I'm watching now, one of the individuals put on 45 pounds on purpose prior to the program. They're at about day 45, 46 now in the, in the, in the, you know, in the series that I'm watching, and he has already lost 75 pounds. So he put on 45 but has lost 75 which tells you when you don't eat, your body is going to take whatever it can to keep itself going. And even with that, even though your body's using your own fat mass, there are health negativities, probably is the best way for me to say that, even when that's happening, because you've got other things that could still be going on, even though your body is absorbing its own its own fat content. And and of course we know that, you know, you've got to have, you know, protein and hydration and all these other things. So Believe it or not, small condiment packs. And, you know, if you want your food to taste a little better or season it up or whatever, you know, even salt and pepper and some of the other spices that you can get in a pack, not a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Charlie said, be careful. Condiments expire, especially some of the sauces, uh, mayonnaises, and ketchup. The one that I don't think does, because I know the shelf life of it is very, very long, is mustard. Typically, mustard has a very, very long shelf life. Now, it probably depends upon if it's just straight mustard or if it's mixed with something or whatever, but uh, the one plus side to those is they typically have a little longer shelf life than other things because they're kind of an airtight pack, if you would. But again, to Charlie's point, if you're going to store some of those, you might even want to, you know, mark a, a, you know, I don't know, put them in a Ziploc baggie, Take a magic marker and mark on it when you actually put that in there and know that the expir- you know, go ahead and put on there when the expiration date is so that if you start getting close to that, you may want to go ahead and use those things up even inside of your home 
and then you know keep adding to that. But you know, and I know a lot of folks will will get these things, store them in the car, and so on. Because trust me, I've worked on enough cars over the years where I've I've had my fair share of uh, uh, packages of condiments that you had to move around to do whatever you needed to do to fix a, a car. Anyways, save those things. That's that's an easy one to have with you. Uh, I, this is my own personal hack, and, and I know a lot of folks don't realize these things exist, or they, they've they gotten to where they, maybe because they've used the old army cots, they just don't like cots, and they just think it's something that's outdated. Uh, there are modern-made cots, and I actually have a couple of these. I found these years and years and years ago. They're aluminum. They're much lighter than they used to be. You can even throw them on a backpack. They're that light. But you'd be surprised what just getting off of the ground does to not only the quality of sleep, but just the overall comfortability of, of surviving you know, out in the woods. That's another thing I've noticed on Alone is some of the folks after just, believe it or not, a few days, you know, they get their shelters going and so on, it doesn't take them long to start figuring out, oh, sleeping on the ground stinks. You know, everything from bugs, mice, you name it. Getting up off the ground makes things so much more comfortable, and they will basically, you know, scrounge around and try to find anything they can to actually lay on it off the ground. So having a good modern cot, and for those of you that have families, you don't need just one. You need enough for everybody that's going to be traveling along with you. So if you're a family of four, how many cots do you need? Four. I'm not going to get into, by the way, some of the what I consider to just be staples. I mean, all of you know you need good clothing and layers and the right jacket and and boots and hats and uh, sleeping bags and things along those lines. I'm not going down that path, guys. There is, an, especially from when I was a kid, you know, when, I, when I was a kid, Charlie was a kid, if you wanted to go buy a really good pair of boots, you had about a handful of choices was about it, and all of them expensive. That's what I, I remember as a kid. I didn't own a pair of hiking boots because they were super, super expensive. I mean, I, I can remember Charlie back in the mid-70s. If you wanted to go buy a good pair of hiking boots, they were still 120 bucks back then. That's about $400 today probably. I'm guessing, but I don't think I'm too far off on that. They were super expensive. Our choices today when it comes to all of these things I'm talking about, again, they're endless. That's the plus side to modernization and having more competition and so on. But yeah, buying a good pair of boots today, I'll be honest, you don't have to spend a lot of money. There, there's a ton of them out there. So I'm not going to go down that path. I'm not going to talk about clothing and sleeping bags and all of that to, to each his own. You decide what you want. I have said before, and I will keep saying, and again, I've watched this on the show alone, wool garments, you can't beat, folks. And the reason for that is... Even when wool is wet, it keeps you warm. Okay? Most everybody knows that, I think, but a lot of people don't wear wool because it's itchy. So, have, you know, layer up, have, have an undergarment of some kind, and then it doesn't. But I will tell you from personal experience, in fact, most people that have been around the outdoor world at all understand the benefits of using wool. Now, I know we've got a lot of other you know, material now that you can use. And there's a lot of things that have come out since. And even Scott Watley on his program, there's a, a new product out that even, uh, you know, scent-wise and all sorts of stuff when you're hunting, you know, it, it camouflages you and so on. It even even changes the way you look to the animal. Again, I'm not talking about all that. I'm just talking about what's going to make you survive 
in the woods if you have to. Okay, And by the way, the woods could become the woods overnight. If the city goes into an apocalyptic state, the woods are this park Charlie and I are looking at to the west of us. I mean, you will find stuff happening all over, and it's going to be a survival of the fittest at that point. Again, just real quick mention, wool is your friend when it comes to these sorts of things. Uh, you can make lanterns from plastic. Most people don't realize that, but you know most of you are going to have a headlight. Most, if you don't, you should have one on your list. And a headlight inside of a, you know, the, the bottom of a gallon jug cut out, you can actually put that over the top of a headlight. Now you've got a lantern inside your tent, whatever it happens to be. Again, you don't need a full-bore lantern and drag that around. A plastic jug will do that. Just cut the bottom of it out, Just really just enough to where you can slip the, the headlamp in, and away you go. We did learn this last week from Shanesty Ireland on Wednesday, and I learned more about this hack and what else you can do with it, which I didn't realize, but a fitted bed sheet, numerous sizes, not only help keep you know something clean that you're going to be eating off of, but you can also reverse that and then put it on the ground, and with it being fitted, put all sorts of things inside of it, and they don't fall out of it because of the fitted sheet. So something else to think about. Uh, you know what, John? Let me do this. I'm going to take a quick break because I know that you'll have a little more to talk about than I've got time for right now. So let me take a quick break. We'll go to a commercial. We'll come right back. I'll give you plenty of time. So John and Cheyenne's calling in. We'll be right back. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the 
what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, we're back. Ready Radio, and it's ready-radio.com is the website. John, what's going on, man? Hey, hitting the road first thing in the morning. Okay, all right. So you're you <laughs> yeah. are around. So give us a few hacks. You're a you're a guy that's out in the woods a ton. You know this like the yep. back of your hand. Give and us that, a few more hacks. Okay, if you're gonna be in the woods in bear country, make sure you eat away from your tent. Yes, at good least one. At least hundred feet. Good one. I don't know if you saw you you remember last year that woman that got killed by the grizzly in Montana. Yes. She had her food. Yep. She was bikepacking. She had her food in her tent. And yeah. the grizzly came. Yep. Yep. And well, I'll give everybody else. An, I'll one. give everybody else another tip because this happens even in our local mountains here. Some of you that might be traveling through town, listening to us, going up to the mountains, getting a hotel, Airbnb, whatever. 
do not even, right now, this time of year, do not leave food in your car, John, because even our black bears here have been known to tear a car apart to get into that food. Absolutely. And if you have to leave something in your car, make sure it's sealed in like a cooler with a Ziploc. Make sure they can't um, smell it. Right. Yeah, because um, and by the way, really quick, and a lot of folks that don't live in bear yeah. country may not know this. Those those bears, John, to my to my knowledge, I don't think I'm exaggerating, can smell food up to about two miles away. Oh yeah. So um, there's two ways to. There's actually three ways now to get around that. You could take your food and hang it with a bear yeah. bat. You just yeah. uh, a stuff sack, twelve feet up, four feet away. That's what they recommend. They, uh, you can buy a bear canister. Like uh, if you go backpacking in Yellowstone, you have to put all your food and smelly stuff in a bear canister. Okay. They're, that it. Or they came out with something new. It's called an ursac, and it's made out of a Kevlar that the bears can't rip through. Ah. And you can, and it has a hook. So what they recommend is you don't have to hang it, but you can tie it to a tree. I see. And this way, he can't take off with it, and he's not going to be able to get through it. Um. But the biggest thing is when you're eating, you have to be extra careful if you do get some food on those clothes. Yep. And you want to take those clothes and put them in your, if you know, when you change into your sleep clothes, put them in the, your bear bag and hang them with your. Yep. Or put them know, in a trash bag that's sealed up where they can't smell it, one of the two. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're out, like we're, we're doing a backcountry camp because we're going in the wilderness area. So everything, and we're going to be up uh, just south of Jackson. It's grizzly country. So we already know that we're going there. You know, and and John, you bring up something, too, that, by the way, we haven't talked about on this program. If there's some sort of a earth-shattering event, an EMP strike and so on, what do you think the wildlife population's going to do, John? They're going to be more aggressive. Yeah. I yeah, think. I think they are, too. And, and the reason for that is because they'll be scavenging and looking for food anywhere they can find it. And by the way, there'll be a lot more of it around. So, yeah, my feeling is, John, yeah. they'll enter into a lot of towns and cities and things that they wouldn't normally go to right now. I got to agree with you there. Now, what do you think about? Well, let's talk about something simple. Um, I had another radio station on before you came on. They did a traffic report. The traffic's already backed up going up I-70 into the mountains. Of course. As you would expect on a Friday, on yep. a Friday afternoon. Hopefully there's – too many people don't prepare for what can happen because they don't think it's going to happen, such as you're going to do a five-mile hike. Well, what happens if you break your ankle? Right. You step wrong in right. a hole and you snap an ankle. Correct. What is your plan to spend a night in the woods – even though you were just going to do a four-hour John, day. most have none. Most don't, this time of year especially, most don't even take a jacket. I, and I, uh, well, but what we're talking about is what you should have, basics. That's right. Have a light, have a way to start a fire. Yep. I talked to a ranger a few years ago. He said, if you're in an emergency situation, we don't care if there's a fire ban. Make a fire so you can stay alive. Right. They, that would be an understanding. Right. Have something that just prepare yourself. I'm going to be out in the woods all night. What can I do to make sure I'm alive? And, yep. you know, I always carry uh, uh, a base layer and a rain jacket, even on a day like today. Yep. Because that's the, you know, think about it. That's right. You're up. 
say you're doing that trail from uh, Breckenridge over to Copper, that part of the city, right. you know the one? Right. And a thunderstorm, and you get drenched. Well, if you still got five miles either way to go, that's, that's right. hypothermia. That's time. right. You're Even correct. though you don't think it's 100 degrees, and hypothermia kills more people. Yep. The other thing is if you, ha- if you do get stuck in the woods and it rains, and you could stop the rain if you have a way to make a fire. One, you could warm up, but two, you could dry out your clothes. Yep. You're correct. And that Great is advice. the key. Um, the other thing that I... Oh, so a hack, take a cardboard egg crate, fill each of the cups with dryer lint, and then pour candle wax over it. Good idea. Let them close up and cut them up. Perfect fire starter. Good idea. A little kindling, that, you've got a fire going. Weighs, you know, a lot of people talk about weight and stuff. That thing weighs maybe an ounce, mm-hmm. an ounce and a half. And as you've talked about on your Saturday morning show, Dryer lint causes lots of fires because it's very flammable. Mm-hmm. Great, great so advice. That's that, There you go. The other thing is, you know, and we talked about this in the winter, the space blanket that they sell everywhere for like a buck, two yes, bucks. Yes, yes. Throw one of those in your day pack. Yep, I, that's a great idea. I, mean, I have one in the glove box of what, almost every car I own, John. <laughs> and then you talked about don't wear cotton if you can avoid it. That's right. Does not, it does. It stays wet and it doesn't wick moisture. What scares me more than the people that have nothing is the people that are hiking in blue jeans. Because if you get soaked, those blue jeans, one, they're going to weigh a ton. Yep. And two, they're you're not going to warm up, and they they would take forever to dry out. That's right. So. Nope. You're 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 one hundred percent correct. And then the last thing, um, sunblock. You don't realize, oh, especially for yeah. people, have some sunblock with you. If even if you you know you could buy those little packets, you could carry a tube. Yep. You could buy one of buy the big jug at Costco, and in in the travel section buy one of those little tubes if you don't want to carry you know all of it. But have a little sunblock and remember that um, your eyes. And I don't know if you knew this, and it happened to me once. Your your eyes, your actual eyes can get sunburned. Oh, sure they can. Yeah, I've so had that happen before. Not, I've learned not in the sun, but I've been welding and things like that where, oh, yeah, they can, and that's not a, that's not a fun experience at all. So have a decent pair of sunglasses. You know, you just, you just made me think of something else, too, that really anymore is really easy. They make these these really small, and there's all sorts of ways to carry them. You can Caribbean, Caribbean, you know, Caribbean onto your your backpack or whatever, and that's the hand sanitizers that are pretty small because the thing about those two, John, is they also burn. Yes, they're they're all alcohol, and we carry those. Usually, we'll find we'll camp somewhere close enough to water where we can take some water away from the water source and use a little soap and wash our hands. But you know, when you just walk in and you stop for lunch, you pull out the hand sanitizer, that's right. and it you know keeps you from getting sick. Hopefully, and that's the last thing. A uh, buddy of mine went did the Colorado Trail, and the last night he was using uh, water purification tablets, and yes. he didn't wait long enough. Uh. Three days, three days after he left Durango and got back, he got Giardia, and it knocked him out for about two weeks. Now That's they not say good. in a survival if you're in a survival situation and you can't purify your water, drink it anyway because you might get sick when they find you, but it's better to be sick when you're home 
than yeah. to die of uh, yeah. Dehydration. Yeah, water. Yeah, true. Yeah, dehydrate. Thank you. Well, you know, but better yet, I mean, again, it's and it's and I talked about this. I think either last week or the week before. They're selling these things now all over the place. They make water purification straws now that really they can slip right into your day pack, your fanny pack, your knapsack, whatever you happen to be carrying. Mm-hmm. And a, and a water filtration straw would have avoided what he went through. Yeah. Uh, no. He he. I don't know why he didn't. He had a filter with him that he said was starting to clog up well even if it's starting to clog up still try to use it yeah you know what it was it was his last night impatience being a little well he he was ready to be done yeah and he got a little bit late well you know they 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 say john and this is true i think in a lot of circumstances the uh, damn you are my old coach used to always say the biggest reason for airplane crashes it's called one thing impatience and I think what you're saying, right. even along these lines, it's exactly the same situation. Don't get in a hurry. Be patient. Think through so, things correctly, or you're going to find yourself in trouble. Well, they say if you're in a, all of a sudden you realize you're lost or you're just, they say the first stop. thing to do before, stop. Yep. Sit down. Yep. Get your bearings. Take, sip, take five minutes. Yep. And then get yourself under control. Don't panic. Yep. That's and that, and if you have, you, yeah. even if you've got a little bit of water with you or a snack bar, sit down, take yeah. a break, have a little water, have a little snack, get your bearings. Pretty soon your brain, you know, brain fog kind of starts to go away. The other thing that happens when people get lost is they get, to your point, they get extremely nervous. In fact, I watched that on the, the Alone Show. There was a situation in one of the episodes where one of the gals <laughs> started to get lost, and you could see her. You could hear her breathing heavy and and I'm like, yep. yeah, that's not what you do. Take a break, sit down, calm down, and pretty soon you'll find your bearings. I mean, typically it doesn't take a lot to figure out where you are. I mean, there's always a slope up or down, and you, you know what it's like in the wilderness. It's not that yeah. difficult to figure out where you're at once you're calm. Once you're calm. And don't. oh, last thing, don't count on electronics. Yes, they, will, they will most a, likely not have, work. <laughs> have, a, have a map and a compass. To realize where you're going. I've got a Garmin that works great, but what if I forget to turn it off and the batteries are dead and I don't have a set of spares, which I do, but that's the thing. Oh, I got my phone. Well, what if your phone dies? Right. You know, you just reminded me of something else, too, that even when you're doing, and I know a lot of people bring them anyways just because it's something to have, but not everybody does. You know, a small small spotting scope or a small pair of binoculars to be able to look over that ridge Mm -hmm. or to look out and see what's going on, even to look to see what a particular piece of you know a particular animal would be uh, against and i didn't have it on my list you just reminded me i just added it to my list yeah. that's something else you should have oh i i got mine hanging on my pack my pack's all packed i'm just waiting to seal it up and put my food in it so well, and for again for everybody, people, for everybody for... listening i mean this is for those of you that do camp but it's also for those john that maybe don't camp yeah. very often and maybe don't even have all of these items you know, set aside in the basement or the garage. I mean, again, if we have any kind of a a major catastrophe in this country, which, again, I, I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen next. This show is just to none, get people prepared in case. Yeah, and a couple of those uh, plastic containers that you store things in, one or two of those you could load enough to last you a couple of weeks. You got it. had a bug out. You got it. And, you, you're you exactly know, right. You don't have a – you don't want to spend $200 on a tent. Or go buy a $30 10 by 20 tarp. There you go. And then yep. you could, 
you know, little things like you, that. You, you could get um, in a pinch if you had to. You could survive with that, John. Oh, absolutely. Because if you know how to make either make a lean to and pull the sides down, or make it like an old Boy Scout tent, a, a, tar- you know, the, a tarp the, and some, uh, you know, and some and some small rope, you know, some some cordage, uh, you're in good shape. Um, Twenty five feet of parachute cord. That's all you need. Never. You know, and you could use that for a hundred different things too. Yep. Even as easy as you're going up the trail and you break a shoelace. That's right. It can happen. Yeah, and I would you say, you know, g- given the fact of how light it is and it's not very expensive and it and it packs tightly, oh. I'd I'd have a hundred feet if it were me. No, oh, I well, I've got I've got forty feet for my bear bag plus another twenty five. No, so I've you're almost there anyway. So you prove my point. Yeah, I, I'd have a couple of good chunks of it just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is, you know, you never know when something's going to happen. So the last thing, if you're going out, like I sent an email, if you're going out camping, a couple of days backpacking, mm-hmm. even a day hike, let somebody yeah, know. What trailhead you're leaving from? How long you expect to be gone? And check in with them when you get back. That's I just added that. Yeah, that's you know, that's a perfect simple. one. Yep. You know, it's and then the other thing in the national forest, if they have the sign-in sheet, sign in. Yeah, because then they know. It takes ten. Yep. Uh, it takes ten seconds, and then you know the last thing is just ask yourself if I can't survive if I fall and hurt myself to where I can't walk out of here, Dude, can I survive at least one night until somebody comes Yeah, because you know, it's funny, John, you say that, and we all kind of chuckle, but yet all of the stories that we hear of people having to survive several days are those mm-hmm. that never thought they would, and they're ill-prepared. It's, it, it's never the person it, like you that's going backpacking tomorrow. It's the person that wasn't <laughs> planning on anything. Right, exactly, but if you just take you know, like my day pack, everybody says, oh, you carry a big day pack. Well, yeah, I do. I take, even if I'm going, you know, up here in the snowy range or whatever, I got my bear spray with me all the time. Yeah, good one. Because uh, when I spoke, when we were talking months ago, we had Kevin was on the phone with you. And he said, before you have to use the pistol on a two-legged animal. Good point. Use the bear spray. See if you can slow him down. Good and point. Keep you, you know. Yep. But that's the other thing. You don't have to if you're not a. But if you if you can, take a pistol with yeah, you. Yeah, pack you don't it. Have to, no, 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 that, you know. no. I'm a big. You know me on that. I'm a. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, I, yeah me pack, too. Pack. Yeah. I mean, I don't even. If I take you with me, I don't even carry extra ammo for it because it's. No, nope, me, me neither. I'll take tough. you know one or two magazines and call it good. It's all you need. No, that's all you need. If you need even that. That's right. Know? That's hopefully but, you don't need it at all, hey, but you have it just in case. John, it was great talking to you. Hey, man, appreciate it very much. Enjoy your trip. Call us when you get back. Thanks. All right, man, take care. Again, we'll be right back, folks. I'll add some more things to this list. If you have anything you'd like to add on top of what John just said, 307-200-8222 is our text line, or you can call us at 303-477-5600. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the 
what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio 
In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Hey, and don't forget, Absolute Electrical has a deal right now. If you want to do a whole home generator or even a partial home generator, give them a call, 720-310-8921. You can find their uh, their phone number on our website, ready-radio as well. And all of our sponsors are listed there as well. All right, I'll run through a few more of these. I'm not sure I can get through the entire list here, but I'll do my best. Uh, we talked about this on Wednesday. Stadium seats, yeah, if you're just going to be even, even bugging out, I'll tell you what, a stadium seat for back support and just being able to have uh, some comfort when you're out and about. If Again, if you've got a car, if you're packing it, of course, you're not going to do that. But to take a stadium seat to sit on a park bench or even just a, you know, a flat piece of wood would be uh, a much, uh, how should I say, it's a relief on those of us that would like to have a little back support. Trash bags, I talked about this a little bit on Wednesday as well, but uh, that's a big one. I would have numerous ones, even if you're walking, bugging out. Trash bags can be used for so many different things. Even John talking a moment ago about if you're out and about, you get caught in a rainstorm or whatever, you can cut three holes in a trash bag and have pretty, you know, pretty waterproof, you're not your sleeves, of course, but everything other than your sleeves will be dry. And again, trash bags can do a lot. You would be surprised. One thing that's not on my list, because again, I just feel like it's a given. I've carried a pocket knife for eons. In fact, I have to be careful when I go certain places, even when you're traveling, I to make sure I leave it in the car because otherwise I have lost a pocket knife or two at the airport because you forget it's in your pocket and you're not going to get through security with that. But having a good pocket knife, folding knife, I should say, to me is just a given, something you should always have on you, not only for self-protection, but just all the other things that that come about. Um, This is a good one. A lot of you will carry, you know, matches or fire starters or things, even like John was talking about a moment ago in regards to, you know, the, the, the cotton, things like that, and, you know, the, the, the lint, the, you know, the, the dryer lint and so on. Glue some sandpaper to the inside of the lid of whatever you're storing that in. Why? Because it always gives you something fresh to strike the match on if need be. And or sharpen things with also if you have to. If you're backpacking like John's going to do, and I have done this before, it works very, very well, line the entire inside of your pack with a trash bag. Why? Because it keeps everything inside dry even if your pack gets wet. Now, a lot of you have you know really nice packs and so on, and they're going to stay dry no matter what. But for some of you that maybe just have old stuff kicking around and you're trying to make do with what you have, uh, you know what, or even, even some of the stuff you might put your kids in, line it with a trash bag. You can freeze a gallon jug of water and put that inside of your cooler 
instead of just using regular ice, as that jug starts to melt, A, it keeps everything inside of the cooler cool, but as it starts to melt, you now also have fresh water inside of the jug. So that's another little hack that even for some of you that are just doing day trips, you know, uh, you know, picnics, things along those lines, a, a gallon jug frozen. And the key there, too, by the way, is don't fill it all the way up because water expands, as you know. Fill it about two-thirds of the way or three-fourths of the way full. Let it go ahead and expand, and there you go. This is one I did not know, and I'll bet, John, if you're listening, you didn't know this either. I, and if you do, kudos. A bag of corn chips or Doritos can be used as a fire starter. They burn. They're like kindling. So if you find yourself out and about and you can't get a fire started and you didn't bring, uh, you know, some of the things we've mentioned even along, you don't even have some, some alcohol in the form of hand sanitizer, corn chips and Doritos will start a fire. Another hack, and this one I have actually done in the past, people don't think about it, but if you want to take some eggs along as far as food goes, crack them ahead of time and put them in a water bottle, for example. They can be then poured out and cooked and used, and you don't have to worry about having, you know, eggs that are you know, going to crack and make a big mess. Now, you can also hard boil them ahead of time and take them that way, but if you're just on the run or you want to do something a little bit different food-wise, you can crack them and put them in a water bottle ahead of time. A hot water bottle, by the way, you know, just a regular just water bottle, so something you would actually, you know, buy water in. You can actually put hot water inside of that empty water bottle, put that inside of your sleeping bag or your jacket, and now you've got some extra warmth. So that, as that heat, of course, dissipates, it'll warm you at the same time. Uh, used your saved, I put quotations around that, your saved soap, shampoo, and so on from the hotels that you may, or, you know, may be staying in, and use that for some of your backpacking gear. Some of you I know will take regular soap and put it into your own little containers and so on. But a lot of the hotel, the small soaps, the small conditioners, the small shampoos and so on, those are really, really easy. A lot of times they'll fit in just an, a pocket of, of your pack or, or one of these containers John was talking about earlier. Throw some of that in there and all of a sudden you've got what you need and you're not having to go out and buy additional things. Again, typically you're going to have extras in a hotel anyways. Just throw them in the suitcase and pack them along with you when you get home. You've got all of that that you need at that point. Uh, this is a, a tip that I learned long ago, and I, I've used them for all sorts of things. They come in super handy, is clothespins. Wooden clothespins, by the way. Again, they can also be kindling to start a fire with if you get into a pinch, but they come in handy for all sorts of other things. Everything from you know, close pinning a note to the front of your tent to close pinning up clothing itself. You know, what the line, you know, John and I were talking about a moment ago, you can hang clothes up to dry. So many uses and they're very light and, you know, a couple dozen of those thrown into different containers that you've got will go a long way. Also, carabiners are great. I would, you know, they're multiple uses. I'd have those attached to all sorts of different places on your pack. That way you've got them to use for other things that might come along. Something I learned today in one of the hacks I read, which I hadn't thought about, but take a plastic sled. So, you, you know, they make the tub sleds that a lot of kids use now. They're, you know, they're kind of a, a formed sled that kids use to, you know, sled in. Not the old style sleds that we had as kids with the metal runners and all that, but just a little plastic, not a toboggan, but they make a kind of a bucket sled. They're three and a half, four foot long, something like that. 
if you're trying to drag things someplace, especially maybe on the beach or up a trailer or whatever, and you've got more than you can you know you normally carry, you'd be surprised how much you can put into and tie into that sled and drag that along behind you. Keep in mind, if it's snowy out, that sled will just pull right right along behind you very, very easily. So, And by the way, those are really cheap. You can buy those at garage sales or brand new at you know most of the big box stores for hardly anything. Uh, pool noodles, believe it or not, throw one or two of those in the car and or attach some of those to your pack. They come in handy, again, for multiple uses. Everything from support for your back when you're sleeping to you can put them on the inside straps of your pack if that's wearing on you to you name it. A pool noodle has a gazillion uses and becomes very, very handy, not only for a flotation device, but everything else that you can think of. PVC pipe. Multiple sizes of that, by the way, you can use to store all sorts of things with and have it dry and protected. For example, knives, where you've got some sharp knives that maybe are just regular kitchen knives and you don't have sheaths for them. You can put those things in a PVC container and nothing else gets disturbed. You can also keep things in there that you want dry. Another hack I've seen of late, which everything I have not checked this for myself, but everything I've read, it does work. You can, if you're in a vehicle especially, you really need to be in a vehicle, if it's got any kind of a roof rack, you can take about a 6 to 10-inch piece of PVC pipe, make it as long as your roof rack where it's not overhanging the front or the back. You cap one end and seal it up with the cement. The other end, you do the same thing. You cap it as well, but you put fittings in it, drill it, drill the holes and put fittings in it to where you can pressurize the pipe with water from your regular faucet. And in doing so, you put two fittings on it, one so air can come out and you can actually fill it. But what you do is you fill that with the same 30 PSI roughly as what your house will have as far as pressure from the faucet. You fill with a garden hose and it's on the top of the vehicle. You now have pressurized water to clean up with, shower with, do whatever you want to. If you paint the PVC black and it sits in the sun, you now have hot water to do a shower with as well because, believe it or not, the hot black pipe will absorb that heat from the sun, heat the water inside, and now you have hot water as well. So that's another uh, tip if you would a hack. And there are fancy ones of those that are made that you can buy. I've seen folks that act, you know, companies that actually make those. But the hack I found for probably... The PVC is not cheap anymore, but for probably 40 to 50 bucks, you'd have a built-in shower on top of the car ready to go, and all you do is fill it with your garden hose. Plus, you have all that water that you're taking with you as well. Duct tape, if you can't get a roll you know, tucked anywhere in your vehicle or in your backpack, you can take strips of duct tape and literally tape it to your water bottle, let's say. I, mean, I always carry a Yeti water bottle with me, so just go ahead and tape you know, use a quarter of a roll and put it around the outside of your water bottle. Now you've always got duct tape with you in the case of an emergency. Back to some of what John was talking about earlier. How would you make a leg splint if you had some sort of an accident? Well, a couple of sticks and some duct tape, there you go. But you've got to have that with you to make that happen. Dryer sheets. This is something that even when I was, you know, hunting and, and, and such back in the day, always had dryer sheets with me. Why? 
Dryer sheets not only can be rubbed on things to make them smell better after things get a little stinky, but you can just put a few dryer sheets around your tent and the mice will actually stay away. Why? Because they don't like how fresh things are. Mice like to come back to a smell they're used to, and if it smells fresh, they will generally stay away. So even just tossing a few dryer sheets around the tent will keep some of those critters out. Not all, but some out. Uh, toilet paper, that's a must, and I've always been one. I guess my dad taught me this from an early age uh, when Ziploc bags became popular. Again, Charlie, that's something that a lot of people take for granted, but when we were kids, it was a new invention. They didn't have, when we Charlie and I were kids, you didn't have Ziploc bags like we have now. You had some of the old sandwich bags that would kind of fold over, and they weren't super waterproof. In fact, they didn't do much to even keep a sandwich from going stale, and that's kind of what we had as kids. But now that Ziploc bags are a big deal, uh, I would, I do, not I would, I do keep, even inside of the car, your, your toilet paper in a Ziploc bag. Why? Because it's always fresh, dry, ready to go, and you can use toilet paper for a lot of things, including, going back to what John talked about when he called in, starting a fire. Toilet paper, as Charlie would attest to, is very flammable. One little spark, poof, off it goes. Keeping it nice and dry gives you not only the ability to, you know, do what you need to do going, you know, doing your business, but can also be used to start a fire as well. And by the way, it also makes, you know, you can clean up cuts, all sorts of things with it. So, again, just an easy thing there. Shower caps. It's another item, by the way, you can gather at the hotel. It's always in the room, typically anyways. They make great shoe storage, especially when your shoes are wet and you're going to throw them back in your pack or in the back of the car or whatever. But a shower cap, you can usually put a couple of shoes inside of and it keeps all of that dry and out of everything else that you don't want it to be touching. You can make a first aid kit out of a tackle box, by the way, which, by the way, works way better than most first aid kits because you can add different things to it and it works out really well. Spices, if you're looking to spice things up, just, you know, whether you're camping or bugging out, spices can be put in a pill box. You have those daily, you know, Monday or, you know, Sunday through Saturday pill boxes. You can put different spices, use a magic marker, mark what's inside of each one, and now you've got all your spices with you and they're all stored away nice and neat. I'm a big one on you always, always, always should have a stocking cap inside of whatever you're taking. Why? Because you lose the most heat out of your head, and if you have a stocking cap on, you will stay warmer through the night automatically. All right, that's it. I've got a few more things I might mention next week. Anything else you'd like to add to the list, please send me a text message, 307-200-8222. We're going to be up next, though. Rush to Reason is coming up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Ready Radio right here on KLZ 560. Or those are the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station. <laughs> 